The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about dating in San Francisco. On each episode, we open up a candid conversation about dating. And today we're about to get real, I have a feeling. Because <laughs> Jenny is staring at me and she's like, I'm dying to tell you a story. I don't know what it is. I can't wait to hear it, girl. But let me give some stats about who you are. Okay. Jenny's in her 30s. She's been in San Francisco for five years. She's in a relationship, but also dating at the same time. So, And technically married, yeah. <laughs> and technically, okay, yeah, I saw that too. So you're technically married, also in a relationship, and dating at the same time. Yes. You're just covering all bases. I am. So I have a system, and I think that's what maybe you're oh, alluding to. <laughs> yeah. And Do so tell. systems are, are things that I think a lot of people don't know about. So, so first and foremost, um, I'm still married, but we separated like over two and a half years ago. Okay. So when I got back out into like the dating scene, it's a very uncomfortable scene to be in if you're coming from a married point of view, mm. right? You've got like one guy. Um, it's like it's like only one. It's not an open relationship. It's not poly. It's just it's like a very it was a very conservative relationship. And then um, now that I'm back out into the, the dating pool, I guess it's very different. There's a lot of people who. Um, who are very poly or very open or just dating and you know it takes time to get to the point where you're actually in a relationship relationship and it takes time to even have to discuss it so before you actually get there which is where i'm at currently when i'm dating you have to just wait it's time to know whether or not you want to continue into a relationship with somebody and if somebody is even interested in having an exclusive relationship because you also have serial daters which i think is currently possibly me at this point in time how long were you married for? Um, over 10 years. Wow. I know, I look good. <laughs> you got married when you were 11. <laughs> so, Jenny, so is your story related to this or is something completely different? So, so the system is this. Are you ready? Because yeah. whoever is listening to this, oh my God, they're going to thank you so much for hearing this. So you need to have a system of five men at any given time. Okay. okay? This is how the system works. You have man number one. Man number one is somebody you're never gonna fall in love with, ever. He's gonna be your fuck friend, okay? okay? And, and it's really just for the necessity of having a really good fuck when you need it at any time. So, so I call him Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable will be over in a half an hour with champagne and flowers whenever you call or text. Done, right? So that way, ladies then, or, or possibly men, I, you know, um, I'm sure men have their own systems too, are not thirsty when they go out on dates because that's like really, really evident. Mm. You cannot go out on a date and like be horny. It's just not possible. This is also something else, which is kind of weird maybe. Uh, but prior to having sex with anybody, 
um, who's new. I call it like an onboarding process. Uh, <laughs> Here's your training packet. <laughs> Let's set up your voicemail. Yeah, I, I want to see like I want I want them to be sex positive enough or at least self caring enough to have an STD test ready in their email to show me. Mm. And if not, then they should go get one. And it's not just for like HIV or like there's a list of six or seven of them, uh, which I give them and I ask them to make sure that that's what they're tested for. Okay. And I provide it. I provided my, mine as well. Man number two is a guy who kind of, who has everything kind of in the right place. You look at the profile, it looks good. He's got a stable job. He's really good in bed. Uh, he's good looking, he treats you well, but something's off and he's not quite got his shit together in some realm and you're kind of waiting it out to see how it goes. Could also be somebody that you've dated only uh, for a short amount of time and you're waiting to see what the next step is. In the meantime, you have to fall back on Mr. Reliable because you cannot be needy on, on Mr. Number Two, who's Mr. Questionable. He's, he's Mr. Questionable. So you've got Mr. Reliable, Mr. Questionable, but he's in the running, uh, but he's also the most susceptible to get like um, chopped off. And I'll explain why in a minute. <laughs> because not that gesture up. really scared me. <laughs> Not that kind of chopping, but chopped off from wow. the system, from the system. And, and the reason why is because he's not stepping up to saying, yes, I want to be exclusive. Like, he's not stepping up. So he's just kind of staying in limbo, and that's okay, but, like, it's for a short period of time because there are another three men after that. So the three other men are usually first-time dates. So you go out on first-time dates, and, and um, also, I am, like, really well-known for the five-minute date. Yeah, you're well known for that. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like most times, so there's okay, there's a pre-system, but we'll get there. Let me let me explain. <laughs> let me explain the three guys. The three guys are usually first-time dates, um, and they're on a rotation schedule. So so usually every three weeks, if not one of those three guys has impressed you to want to go into a second date, then you have a whole slew of new three guys the following week. So let's say one of those three guys is like somebody that kind of piques your interest and is like, you want to see him again? The following week, you have the rotation uh, schedule of new first dates of only two guys mm -hmm. and you repeat one of the third. Okay. And you could continue on until that guy steps up and knocks off number two. It's like Game of Thrones of dating. Oh right? God, it, is. Yes. it is. Okay. <laughs> and who dies? <laughs> So that's, that's the system to meet the maximum amount of guys to not be thirsty and still present yourself in a very ladylike way in dates. Um, and at the same time, figure out who's going to be, you know, somebody you might want to spend some more time with. Do you have all five bases filled? Um, no, I, I stepped down from my rotational. I'm taking a small break because I'm just really busy professionally. Well, it's like a job in itself. That is. <laughs> so it's not. It's not because of the pre-date. So after you meet somebody, most people are currently meeting online. Um, and, uh, and it's great if they can meet in person, but let's say most people now anyways are, are meeting online. First things first, after the profile looks great, I want to talk to them in person. Or like on the phone at least, yeah. because um, often their voices are very strange and I find it sometimes off-putting um, if like a dude sounds like like really high-pitched or something. It's, it's, I don't probably want to meet him. If the guy sounds great uh, and continues being super charming like on a phone conversation, I'll meet with him. So if they're going to give me the option to choose what I'm going to do, I'm going to always choose coffee because it's non-committal. 
and I'm going to choose it right next to my house, although he doesn't know where my house is. If I go and I don't feel anything, I usually know within the first minute or two even. I, I can judge really quickly. I can know right away whether or not there's going to be chemistry or not, or if I want to pursue anything. Especially with my system, I have places to go and people to see. So, <laughs> so I mean, within the first five minutes, if I know, like, if I see already that this is not going to be somebody for me, I feel a little guilty. So I take money out and I put it on the table to cover my coffee and his, and I say thank you, but it's not going to work out for me. And I get up and I leave. Wow, drive-by dating. Yeah. How does a guy usually react when you leave a date within five minutes? Um, it depends, uh, but this is actually a very good test. Uh, if they're mature, they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, thanks for covering my coffee. Like, I, I actually think that's quite nice. Um, and it might make me even think twice, maybe. Um, but if the guy's gonna pull a tantrum, then it's great, because I really don't want to be involved in a guy with a guy like that, because it means that they're really immature. And if right. something as small as that miniature rejection is gonna affect them so badly, what's gonna happen with bigger situate, like bigger issues? This is just my my current my current system. I mean, I have a guy who I think is really, really good. We'll see if he steps up. He's my number two but he's very susceptible to being chopped off. Why? Because he's not, he's not stepping up fast enough yet. We'll see where he goes. How did you come up with the system? When I was going out with just regular guys um, and I didn't have any system, I got hurt quite a bit, you know? And like, I would go out with like one guy and be like, oh my God, he's beautiful. Or, you know, it was like all like head over heels because it was the first time I was with a guy who was like, you know, in a, in a while because I was married um, and then I took some time off before I decided to date. And um, doing that like repetitively because like the guy would be like busy with other girls, I couldn't, so I come from a, um, a culture where you don't actually date multiple people at once. You date one person mm -hmm. uh, for a little bit and then if it doesn't work out, you dump them and you go on to somebody else. It feels hurtful um, if the guy's out dating so many other people. Like you have to be on the same page. And so that's why I decided to come up with a system because I figured, oh, well, okay, if these dudes are all gonna be dating other people, well then maybe I should too, so I'm not like so hooked on one. Do you ever feel like because of the system you don't give someone a full chance? Like I guess that's the downside of serial dating. Well, I mean, it's the same thing for online dating. You know, when you swipe left, <laughs> you don't give someone a chance. So it's the, same, it's the same thing. I think I want to go dive deeper into each guy's role in your life. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. Good thing I don't have a date tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just invite him here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mr. Reliable, how, how does he introduce you? Um, most of his friends know me, um, even if we haven't met before. So, so like, like, he introduces me, you know, Jenny... Craig, for example, and <laughs> oh, I know you too. <laughs> so yeah, so they kind of they kind of know um, of me already. So it's not like he has to say this is like my girlfriend or my friend or whatever. He just says this is you know Jenny. And what about your friends? Do they know about your relationship with him? They know I have a system, absolutely. <laughs> and do they know that he's Mr. Reliable? Absolutely. You, you can answer this or not, because you have a child, right? I do, which is also why I will never have Mr. Reliable as like a, he's almost um, as mature as my, my, my child. I will never introduce, this is also, so this is really important for any women who are gonna be um, dating, uh, who have kids. 
well, I guess it's personal, but I will never introduce anybody to my kid at all until I'm sure that this guy went from number two to, I guess, a mixture of number Kingdom, two and number one, Kingdom right? Crown, like, yeah. yeah, like I want, I want, I want him to be like, you know, the man that I think that I could actually pursue a future with. So what happens when you get in a relationship? It's happened once before. Okay. Um, where I broke up with him because I wanted to pursue an exclusive relationship, which worked out really well. Um, and uh, that was excellent for me. You like taking charge. Yeah, I do. I do. But I also like it when the guy can, can take charge too. Mm. So yeah, it's a, it's a give and take. You know what's interesting about you is that you like taking charge, but you also, like you just said, appreciate a guy who takes charge. But I think that's what creates a little bit of confusion for men is that you give off this air that you are, you know, like the, the dominant personality. Mm -hmm. And so when a guy asks you out, they may think, well, if she takes charge, she has her own ways of doing things. So I'm just going to let her Ho -hum. deal with that. So I don't want a guy like that. I don't at all. Who's actually very similar to Mr. Reliable, by the way. Like, lets me always take a charge, which is okay. I do like to take charge, and I do have all these systems in place and whatnot. Um, but when I see a guy can step up and, like, stand alongside me or, you know, even wants to take charge a little bit and is making, like, right decisions, holy shit, do I get turned on. What is your ultimate goal here with dating? Really simple. I want to find one guy that I can create um, a really meaningful relationship with and and create a future with. Do you want to get married again? I don't know. I don't think I would want to do that again. Do you want any more kids? I know you can't tell my age by looking at me, but I'm up there and <laughs> my factory is closed. <laughs> the amount of change a relationship goes through after having a kid is really different if you don't pre-discuss these things. And not many people know to pre-discuss these things. Um, so it's like really, it's really stressful, you know, to be like this Wonder Woman of, you know, being super entrepreneurial and at the same time being able to like run an entire household. It doesn't really work out very well. It's very difficult. You need to have like a give and take um, and it depends who you're with. Um, if you're really with a good partner, maybe they'll pitch in or whatever. I don't know, but it stresses a relationship very much. So is this something you've discussed with Mr. Questionable? I did. And oh my God. God, he gave the best answers. Before getting to what he said, my friend gave me the best advice once. Uh, we were both pregnant at the same time and we both actually went through breakups at the same time to top it all off. And, uh, and she said, you know, uh, Jenny, if, if you don't want, if you want to have a child, you only know if you want to have a child if you feel comfortable raising a child by yourself. That's wow. when you know you really want a wow. child. And so that's, that's how you know whether or not you want children. And so once I was able to figure that out, and I had a, a discussion with Mr. Questionable, he actually said that he's come to the point in time in his life where he, decides, where he decided that if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. He's not hung up on it. And I was like, oh my God, score. And his views on marriage. We didn't discuss those. I guess oh. I, wasn't, I wasn't really... You discussed kids, but not marriage. Interesting. Well, you know, for me, it's not something that I'm really... Um, interested necessarily in pursuing at this time because not enough time is has isn't this funny actually if we take a step back i'm talking about the possibility of marrying someone after being on like six or six or seven dates or so with them but i think at a certain stage in your life 
why waste time dating someone that you don't have any um, intentions of staying together with for a long time, right? Yeah, but then what does marriage, is marriage part of that equation of staying together? Like, it depends. I mean, I really like living on my, on my own. I really like um, being really independent. I like, I like my life right now very much. Um, and if he's going to be a part of it, yes, it's possible, but I don't know. Does a piece of paper really, really make him more committed to me or something? I mean, I don't know. So I want to bring this full circle before I do my takeaways is that in the beginning of our conversation, you said, I'm sort of in a thing, but it's undefined. Oh, that's the, that's Mr. Questionable. We're talking about Mr. Question. Now I know full circle. Right. (laughs) That it is Mr. Questionable. So when do you think this relationship will be defined? I don't know. I don't know. I have to, so far I feel so good with him. I want to go through a period where maybe things aren't so rosy and see how he reacts. Like, what if I'm talking so much about a specific restaurant I'm dying to go eat and it would make me so happy and I've been like craving this food for so long and I go on and on and on on the date about this restaurant, but I make sure that the restaurant is full and I can't get in. I see his reaction. And if it's resourceful or like he's calm and smooth, that's incredible. That's like skills. And I would want to pursue something with a guy like that. But if somebody loses it, if he loses it and says, oh, no, she had reservations. Uh, like, this is what she's been talking. Like, if he starts losing it to, like, to, like wait staff, if somebody is rude to wait staff, cut. Are you happy with the way things are going right now? Uh, well, I'm really fulfilled by a lot of things in my life. And so, yes, I am. I have true love with my child. Um, and so I feel that all the time whenever I need to feel a love. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I think having a kid almost makes dating a little bit better because it diffuses your attention. I was going to ask too, if you guys think that because you've been married before, you don't have as much pressure Mm. because I think a lot of people, once they hit 30, feel the need, like, I need to get married. I need to get married. You're really right about that, I think. Yeah, you raise a great point. I think a lot of people do have that pressure. I have a lot of friends who are... um, you know, even in their late 20s. Um, and I see that they're like super, they feel the pressure. All their family is putting pressure on them. It's incredible. Mine are like, just just stop getting married. <laughs> don't, don't do it again. I'm like, okay. Well, I, I think you, yours is like, I just want to feel fulfilled. Yeah. That's all I want ultimately in life, right? And for some people, they think fulfillment equals yes. marriage or it equals a committed relationship. But I guess you're seeing the bigger picture. Because yeah. you've already been there. I've already been there. And actually, I've been there twice, which we didn't... We didn't. Oh! Yeah, I was married once very young. Uh, yeah, and, but I, I left that relationship quickly. But what you did say was uh, really important. Um, and I'm going to reiterate that for your audience. Having a child puts everything else in perspective. Mm. Everything else. And so if that gives me more confidence... If it, if it gives me um, more goals, if I'm more goal-oriented because of it, um, I'm, I, I know exactly what I want. Yeah. A bigger picture of, like, we've said it, that it's a relationship isn't going to make you happy. You need to, like, kind of sound self-help. Yeah. Like, you need to get there yourself through whatever else is going on. You need to feel fulfilled without a relationship in yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way to be in a, in a healthy relationship. And to maintain it. Because a lot of... Uh, 
people get lost. Especially, so I, I'm gonna, I, I feel bad having to keep saying this, but after uh, you know, a woman gives birth, um, often they get lost in their self-identity. I got lost in my self-identity. I mean, I was no longer this big, um, you know, whatever it is I do in my industry. But uh, I became mom and, uh, and it was different because my body was different and it took a lot of time to get things back into, into shape. Um, and um, you just you lose yourself. And so it's really important that if you're gonna be in a relationship, I think, and I feel kind of silly maybe even giving advice, considering I'm not really currently in one yet, but I think that um, you have to be fulfilled, but you have to also find a way to stay fulfilled independently, but at the same time, allow someone else in your life. I have a question of the day. So this person is a mother and she's asking, Basically, when do I disclose to new dates that I meet online or when it, wherever that I have a child? Ooh, good one. Um, so it depends on it depends on her. I can do it in one of two ways, and it depends also on the platforms that you're using for dating plat, uh, profiles. But um, sometimes I include a picture with me and him, and it's really clear that he's mine because he looks exactly like me, although I do blur out his eyes. <laughs> Uh, but I do point that out there. Um, and uh, sometimes I just put, put it in the profile itself. I think as a dater, if a guy had a child, when would I want to know? I would want to know right away. Right. I would want to see in their profile or I would want to know on the first date. Yeah, yeah. Any other takeaways that we can think of? I really think finding your own system with dating is the way to go. Agreed. Everyone has their own system. It's not one size fits all. Find your own. Rotational. Rotationals. Mm -hmm. That's always a great way to go. But some people may just have to do one at a time. I know people who are just right. that kind of daters, you know, and that suits them. Yeah. Find your own system and stick to it. There you go. Uh, I would also say this is just a little bit of advice for men because there are a lot of very strong women in the city mm -hmm. who are, you know, in the driver's seat of their lives and they've achieved quite a bit of success in their life. This doesn't excuse any guy to make less of an effort mm -hmm. when it comes to dating these women. Yes. And I think that's the common misunderstanding sometimes. Yes. I have many guy friends who say, well, she's an independent woman. She's like Beyonce, you know, <laughs> she can take care of herself. She has it together, but she's also very, I'm sure she's very particular. So I'm just going to have her plan these dates or decide if she wants to take Uber or Lyft mm -hmm. because I don't want to yeah. be fighting with her in terms of what we want to do. And I don't want to date. So, so for me, that kind of guy sounds like a pussy. I don't want to date a pussy. No. I guess just don't assume. Don't right. just assume. I think, I think one great way to look at this is to improve your communication skills and ask, okay, you're obviously a very independent woman. Do you prefer for the guy to plan dates or do you prefer to plan them yourself, right? Like, is that, like, let's talk about preferences right. is one way to do it. Let's just be very upfront from the very beginning. Yeah. At least I know what your preferences are. So just because I'm independent and maybe other women um, are independent, maybe it's just because they have to be. Like, I'm a single mom <laughs> who's just got this career going on. Like, like, I have to be independent, but it doesn't mean necessarily that I don't want somebody to take care of me sometimes, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe you can get me chocolates, even if I maybe don't like chocolates, although I do. <laughs> <laughs> Effort goes so long. It goes so, it goes so far. I agree.
I agree. Well, Jenny Craig, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, You're running You're your welcome. empire, and coming and recording for our podcast. Please, please sign up. One eight hundred. One eight hundred. Jenny Craig. Let's just wrap this up. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming and anytime telling us your system. We're always interested to hear about people's dating systems. So. Listeners at home, if you have your own system, contact us. We want to know. We want to have you as a guest on our show. If you didn't know already, we can protect your identity, <laughs> just as we have with Jen- Miss Jenny Craig here. <laughs> this isn't the real Jenny Craig. <laughs> <laughs> what imposter? <laughs> and we can also protect the identities of the people involved in your story. And with that said, stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to focus on the big picture. With dating, it's really easy to get caught up in the game playing, winning someone's affections, or how to maximize your results on dating apps. But ask yourself this: What is it that motivates you to date? What are you ultimately looking for? And aside from dating, what makes you feel fulfilled? The fact is, dating is a part of life, and all the other factors in your life will affect it. So when you have a better idea of the big picture, you'll see how these factors in your life work together. And the better you'll understand what ultimately drives you. If you're feeling a little fatigued by dating, or if it's literally your full-time job, maybe it's time to step back, look at the complete picture, and hopefully that'll put things in perspective. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs Benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.